Good morning, class. Good morning, Brother Keith. Hi, I'm Keith Moore, and we welcome you to Faith School. Faith School is the place where my spirit is fed, where my faith grows stronger, and where I learn how to be an overcomer. Hallelujah. The Lord is a good God. His plan for us is a good plan. It's not a plan of vexation and failure and torment. It's a plan for victory after victory after victory. Didn't say everything would just be, you know, without conflict. Uh, there will be issues that you have to uh, fight the good fight of faith. There are things you have to set your, your face and be strong and overcome. But if you don't quit, the Lord will help you and you'll overcome. You'll win. And then you'll win. Then you win again. I never get tired of winning. Do you? <laughs> no. Get your Bible and something to make a note with. Come on into the classroom with us and let's believe God today. Father, we are so thankful for your goodness that we experience. Thank you for choosing us, loving us, keeping us. Uh, we reach out to you today, uh, this day for our daily bread, our spiritual bread, and you know what's most needed for us right now. We ask for that, and we purpose to be doers of it. In Jesus' name, amen. amen. Look, please, in 1 John 5 again, in our great textbook, the Bible. We've been on a series that we're calling Faith That Overcomes. And it's from this verse here in, in 1 John 5 and 4. It talks about whatever is born of God overcomes the world, whatsoever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. So much uh, revelation and light and truth in these phrases. We must be persuaded that it's God's will for us to win. If you're believing something else, then it's undermining your faith. I'm, if you're born of God, you're a born overcomer. Said out loud, it's God's will, it's God's will for me to overcome, me to overcome. In, every area, in every area, every time. Every time. And so then he goes on to say how those victories are achieved. And this is the victory, he said, that overcomes the world. It, it doesn't happen another way, a different way. I've actually heard people say, well, you know, I... Um, I just love the Lord, and, and I don't like to fight, and so you talk about fighting faith, and I'm not a fighter. Well, you'll be defeated then, because <laughs> in this world, with the curse and enemy and all the stuff that's going on, you either fight or you are defeated. You, you are overwhelmed and overcome, but it's, it's, it's a good fight. It's not a bad fight. It's a good fight, and you're graced to win. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Somebody say, I'm born of God. I'm, born of God. I'm, a, born I'm a born overcomer. And how do you do it? This is the victory, even my 
faith. Oh, thank God for faith. Uh, faith is not a group. It's not a denomination. It's not a, a movement. Um, I've heard people sometimes say, well, you know, you had the faith move and, and then you got the grace move and, and then you got, no, no, no. No, listen, there, there are times God has emphasized things because the church lost it and he needs to help them get, get it back. But uh, God doesn't trend. <laughs> He's not, it's not just trendy. <laughs> Faith is what he requires. It's impossible to please him. Without it, why? It's not just a, a, a set of beliefs it's a way of living. It's a way of functioning. It's a way of operating. God himself operates by faith. When we say he's a faith God, that's how he functions. He believes things and he releases faith and power when he says it. And we're told to uh, uh, be imitators of God as dear children, and have the same spirit of faith as the patriarchs and as God himself. And, and what, that's what the Bible said in Romans 4 about Abraham, that he, like God, called those things that be not as though they were. Just like God calls into existence things that didn't exist before by his faith. We understand uh, through faith that the, uh, the worlds were created so that the things that are seen are created out of things that are not seen. And that's what faith is. It's the substance of things hoped for, the evidence of things not seen. So thank God for faith. Our faith that rests in us as believers is a measure of God's own faith. It comes straight out of Him. You've got something in you that was in God. <laughs> comes straight out of Him. Hallelujah. Now he creates galaxies with it. <laughs> and your measure is not as developed <laughs> as his. But this, this thing, this faith is so potent, so powerful that the tiniest amount can affect amazing things. When the disciples said to Jesus, they said, increase our faith. He said, if you have faith as a grain of mustard seed, you would say to this mountain, be removed, and it would obey you. And nothing be impossible to you. What does that mean? Well, people say, well, I, I don't know if I have enough faith. Well, how much do you need? <laughs> right? I mean, mustard seed is a tiny, tiny seed. What's he showing us? The, the smallest amount of faith, is this is the God kind of faith that created the universe. The tiniest amount of that, when acted on, he said, if you had faith, even that small, you would say. Hallelujah. Uh, class, we need to be saying some things. Instead of just taking problems, we need to be speaking against them. We need to be releasing faith, not just mindless stuff, but things that we've become fully persuaded of, things we've seen in the Word, things we've gotten by the Holy Spirit. And there'll be times all through your day, all through your week, that something will come up 
Maybe there's a need, maybe there's a desire, maybe this or that. And the Spirit of God will prompt you. He'll prompt you on the inside, say that, speak that. And you need to open up your mouth and say it with confidence. And there's some things you need to say just every once in a while over the period of days and weeks and months. Uh, and, you, and the enemy's always trying to put bad stuff in your mouth about we're not going to make it, it's not going to work, I don't know where it'll come from, I don't know how we'll get it, and, uh, and, and that's when you need to bite your lip. <laughs> and go, mm-mm, mm-mm. You don't want to give the enemy anything he can work with against you out of your own mouth. And you want to give the Lord everything to work with. Uh, the word confession means saying the same thing. And what you want to do is you want to say the same thing about you and your stuff that God says about you and your stuff. And when you say what he said, he will do what you say. I don't know if you heard that or not. Why? Because you're saying what he said. And he's confirming his word that's coming out of your mouth. If he says you're victorious, what do you say? I just feel so weak. I just don't know if I can make it today. Hush. No. Let the weak say, I am strong. I'm strong in the Lord and the power of his might. You'll be tempted to say, I just just can't. I just just don't know if I can. I can do all things through Christ who strengthens me. Say it when you don't feel like it. Say it when you don't look like it. Give the Lord something to work with. Give him something to confirm. Give him something to manifest. Can you say amen? amen. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Fellow could preach in here today. <laughs> what did he say? Whatever is born of God overcomes the world. And this is the victory that overcomes the world, even our faith. Go with me back to Numbers, the 13th chapter, because... We noticed in Romans 10 that the gospel is the good report and those that believe the good report have the arm of God uh, revealed to them. But there was a bad report that these people believed casting aside the good report that the Lord had given them. In Numbers 13, when the 12 spies returned from... uh, their reconnaissance mission to search out the land. And they came back and brought their report. The scripture said that they told them in verse 25, 26, 27, it's a good land. Here's the fruit. It's a land of milk and honey. Nevertheless, the people that dwell in the land are strong and the cities are walled. And we saw the the children, the descendants of Anak which was the the giants. And in verse 30, Caleb stilled the people. He said, let's go up at once and possess it. We are well able to overcome it. Based on what? We're well able to overcome it. How is a, you know, five, six foot man well able to take on a 10, 12 foot man in hand-to-hand combat and expect to win and come out and live. Well, how did uh, David, <laughs> mm-hmm. right? Our graphic on the faith school here. How, how did David expect? Uh, 
he, David said in 1 Samuel 17 when he came out to meet Goliath, he said, uh, you come to me with a sword and a shield and a spear. I come to you. He didn't even mention his, his slingshot. <laughs> I come to you in the name of the Lord of hosts whom you have defied. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. So what's, what, what's he saying? Uh, what the psalmist said, some trust in horses, some trust in chariots. We will rely, will depend on the Lord our God. Amen. Hallelujah. Amen. And that makes all the difference. The very next phrase they said, the, the men that went with him said, we're not able to go up against the people. They're stronger than us. And they brought up an evil report. Now you can't get any more opposite than that. We're well able. We can do it. We are not able. We can't do it. Why do they think they're not able? Walking by sight. Come on, can you see this? Walking by what they see, walking by what they feel, comparing uh, themselves and their abilities to the challenge and the need. And it just looks impossible. And really, it is impossible with man, but not with God. <laughs> because with God, don't you like these scriptures? With God, all things are possible. And to him or her that believes, all things are possible. Come on, somebody said, all things, all things are, possible are possible to those that believe. To those who believe. And, I believe. and I believe. So that means that whatever giant you face, and the reason this is in here and the scripture tells us these things are written for examples for us. We're supposed to be warned by it. We're supposed to be instructed by it. And so there will be things you face in this life that just seem insurmountable. They seem like a 12-foot-tall, 800-pound giant that you, you're supposed to go hand-to-hand -hand with, and, and everything in you will want to say, run, just turn around and run, <laughs> because if you don't, you will die. You're not going to make it out of here. And so instead of doing that, you can, though, look to your God. Hallelujah. Amen. Walking by sight, fear will get in you. But walking by faith, you are looking at the unseen. Hallelujah. Amen. You're looking at God. You're looking at Him. And they had all kind of things to look at that God had already done for them. Right? All the miracles he did getting them out of Egypt. And one of the last ones is he wiped out an entire elite Egyptian army chasing them. I mean chariots, horsemen, spears, swordsmen, the whole thing. If he can do that, I think he could take care of a couple of giants. Amen. Don't you? Yes. So it's not unreasonable to trust God at this point. But... When you fixate on the problem and you just talk problem and think problem, you will not escape the fear. The fear will grip you. I don't care who you are, how long you've been going to church, how many scriptures you think you know. If you forget God and quit talking about God and you fixate on the problem and you just talk problem night and day, fear will grip your heart. 
and you'll become convinced that you can't, you can't do it. It can't happen. Now notice further in this chapter, they, they said, let's make us a captain and go back to Egypt. And verse 6, Joshua, the son of Nun, and Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, which were of them that searched the land, rent their clothes, and they spoke to the company of the children of Israel, saying, The land which we passed through to search it is an exceeding good land. And everything God has for us is good. Amen. Everything. And if the Lord delight in us, He'll bring us into this land, and He'll give it to us, a land that flows with, with milk and honey. Only rebel not against the Lord. Don't fear the people of the land. They're bred for us. Their defense is departed from them. And the Lord is with us. Fear them not. That's how faith talks. I said that's how faith talks. That's how faith talks today. Today. Just like this. Isn't that what the scripture says? 2 Corinthians 4.13. We having the same spirit of faith. Uh, like they had, I believe, therefore have I spoken. We also believe and therefore speak. Why did Caleb and Joshua speak like this? Because of what they believe. And then immediately, what, what was the response of the congregation? Verse 10, they, they bade stone them with stones. Now, uh, preachers, pastors, evangelists, teachers, I'd like to tell you that every time you do a good job, people will be motivated and excited and want to act on it. Not always. <laughs> Sometimes they'll want to stone you. Ooh, I know that's not nice. But God doesn't force people, no matter how good it is, how right it is, how true it is, He doesn't force people to believe. And so Joshua and Caleb are giving them the best counsel they're going to hear, and they don't realize that at this point, but right now is being determined whether they live a happy, good life in Canaan's land or whether they wander around in the desert and die young at, for the next 40 years. Right now is being decided, right now. Based on, do you believe the good report that God's given you the land, that you can go in and get it, it's yours, or do you believe we can't? There's no way. The evil report, the evil report. And there's all kind of, even religion is trying to tell us that God, you know, he's got bad things planned for you. And the bad stuff that's happening in your life is somehow the mysterious will of God. But it's not true. God's will is Canaan land. Amen. It's all he has been, always will be. What, what do you mean? It's the exceeding good land. What's the gospel? It's the good news about the good land. About all the good things. You remember what he told him? He said, oh, it's, it's the spot. I've picked it out for you. I rain on it in the first part of the year. I finish up the crops with the rain in the end of the year. And you're, gonna, you're just going to move in there with your clothes. You're going to get houses you didn't build. You're going to get vineyards you didn't plant. You're going to have stock, uh, flocks, and, and herds. and It's going to be wonderful. <laughs> All of that is a type of what we have in Christ. In fact, we got a better covenant established on better promises. Can you say amen? amen. But uh, they bade stone them with stones. And uh, down in verse 22, skip down there, please. The Lord said, well, verse 21, as truly as I live, all the earth will be filled with the glory of the Lord. Because all those men which have seen my glory 
and my miracles, which I did in Egypt and in the wilderness, and have tempted me now these ten times, and have not hearkened to my voice, surely they shall not see the land which I swore to their fathers, neither shall any of them that provoked me see it, but my servant Caleb. <laughs> Don't you know that made Caleb happy to hear that? <laughs> He's hearing the word of the Lord says, nobody is going to make it into the promised land. Nobody that, that despised and didn't hear me is going to experience any of it. And, and everybody's hearing this. And, he, and, then, and then he says, except for Caleb. <laughs> 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 Don't you know Caleb? <laughs> Glory to God. Except, an exception out of two million people. Keep reading. <laughs> he said, but my servant Caleb, because he has another spirit. What do you mean another? Different from the spirit of fear, which was also a spirit of rebellion that these folks are yielding to. Did they have to act like this? No. If they had to, Caleb would have had to as well. Joshua as well. No. They didn't have to. It was, a, it was a choice for everybody. And he has another spirit with him and has followed me fully. Him will I bring into the land whereinto he went and his seed shall possess it. He's going in. And his kids are going to enjoy it. Wow. <laughs> Does it matter what you believe? Does it matter who you listen to? Does it matter what spirit you yield to? It does. And who makes these decisions for you? Nobody but you. Nobody can. The Lord's not going to make it for us. It's our choice. But what you'll begin to see here is the, um, the preciousness and, in many cases, rarity of faith. Um, Listen to this in uh, Numbers 26. They'll put it on the screen for us. After this happening here in Numbers, after they turned back into the wilderness, they circled around out there for 40 years until that whole generation died out. And of course, you know, uh, there were kids that were born and then the young ones now uh, have grown up. And there was a census taken right before the next generation that did take the promised land begins to go in. But before Jericho. And I'm going to read this to you. Numbers 26 and 63 said, These are they that were numbered by Moses and Eleazar the priest, who numbered the children of Israel in the plains of Moab by Jordan near Jericho. But among these, there was not a man of them whom Moses and Aaron the priest numbered when they numbered the children of Israel in the wilderness of Sinai. Talking about back here where we've been studying. For the Lord had said of them, they shall surely die in the wilderness. And there was not left a man of them except <laughs> Caleb, the son of Jephunneh, 
and Joshua, the son of Nun. Wow. This is the difference between faith and unbelief. Now we're told that when they, when they took that first census back there in Numbers 145, that the men from 20 years old and up able to go to war, there were 603,550 of them. 603,550. And you add to that uh, the women and the children and the older people, it's an estimated two plus million. Two plus million. And out of that whole group, two from that generation, that's one in a million. <laughs> one in a million as a phrase we use. You know, when Jesus talked about the parable of the sower or the parable of the seed, he mentioned four types of ground. Do you remember that? Yes. Wayside ground and stony ground, thorny ground, good ground. And how the sower sowed the seed of the word. And then the different results of the seed being sown on the wayside ground, no results, no harvest. Sown on the stony ground, no results, no harvest. Sown in the thorny ground, it was choked out, no results, no harvest. Good ground got a harvest. Some 30, some 60, some 100 fold. Three out of four got no results. See, these types of ground are types of people. Types of people and reception of the word. I know that's not something that excites you necessarily, but it's just reality. A lot of seed and ministry that is sown falls on deaf ears and wayside ground and even stony ground and thorny ground. In the, in the parable, one, only one out of four got results. Here, out of these whole hundreds and hundreds of thousands of people, that generation, those ten spies died immediately concerning that evil report. And then after 40 years, nobody could be found from that group except Joshua and Caleb. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. That's what faith will do for you. Hallelujah. Hallelujah. Faith will cause you to get things that a million people didn't get. I don't know if you're listening or not. Faith will keep you alive Amen. when other people are falling like flies. Amen. Faith will sustain you yes. decade after decade when people are experiencing dryness and failure and no fruitfulness. Faith, faith. will get you there. Hallelujah. Faith, living faith in God is the victory. Can you see it? Did they overcome? They overcame the desert. They overcame all the unbelieving people. They overcame the passage of time. They overcame then eventually the giants themselves. Hallelujah. It is truly the victory that overcomes the world. And our time's up again. Hallelujah. Said out loud, I live by faith. I walk by faith. I overcome the world by faith. I'm strong in faith giving glory 
to God. We'll see you next time here in Faith School. I've got the victory living inside. Thank you for joining us at Faith School. Class is dismissed for today, but you can watch this and other episodes of Faith School free of charge at faithschool.org. For more information, visit our website or call us at 941-702-7390.